1: How good has the NBA playoffs been? Has the WNBA finally modernized their play? What do we have to look forward to in the finals? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Today, I am pleased to bring on friend of the breakdown, Ryan Rucco. Who is uh, on ESPN, the YES Network, and the voice of the WNBA playoffs? And man, what a playoffs it's been! Ryan, thanks for coming on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me, man. It certainly has been uh, an absolutely incredible uh, WNBA playoffs. Been a blast, and. You know, I always love following V-Ball breakdowns, so I'm, I'm always <laughs> jacked up when I get to speak to you, man.
1: All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about because uh, the WNBA, it's, you know, was just epic two five-game series in the last round. Um, and we had an amazing uh, 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 a, uh, series with uh, Seattle and um, Phoenix. So I was just thought you can give us a little, paint a picture a little bit about, just give us a feeling about how much talent was on the court at the one time in this series.
0: It it was unbelievable, dude. Like, I I mean, just incredible, the amount of talent on the floor. And and I'm looking at it thinking, like, because I always say, you know, if you are a basketball fan and you give this league a chance, you will realize how good the basketball is. Like, you can't just look at the people who have game and the way they respect the game of these women. And I'll even use myself as an example. Like, when I was first offered the opportunity – to do the WNBA six years ago or six and a half years ago, I was like, man, I don't really know if I want to, what is the, what's the basketball like? The second I got into it, I was like, Oh wait, this basketball is great. And I felt that way more and more and more as it's grown. Um, and, and it's now it's like just completely organic being an advocate for the league because it's how deeply I believe, um, in the product. And that series was a great example of it because you think about it, you have Diana Taurasi who, Yeah, you know, I say unequivocally the greatest player in the history of the WNBA, and I say that with the blessing of Rebecca Lobo, so I'm using trusted sources. Um, You have Sue Bird, who is probably the greatest point guard in the history of the WNBA. Lindsay Whalen would be the other name you could throw in there with her. Um, You have D'Wana Bonner, who is putting up maybe one of the most productive postseasons in the history of the league. Brittany Griner, we all know what a ridiculous talent she is. Brianna Stewart, who's the single most decorated women's college basketball player of all time. You know, and then you have other great young talents like a, you know, a Jewel Lloyd or, uh, or an accomplished player like Breon January, who's just a ridiculous defender. Um, Natasha Howard has become such a good player for Seattle. Dude, it was just like the, the, the floor was just loaded with talent at all times, I feel like, and really top, top end talent.
1: Yeah. Well, we got to talk about let's talk about Diana Taurasi for a second, because um, yeah. I, I don't even know she gets enough. Like, I got to somehow figure out a way to get on the court with her or film something, because I think more people need to understand is how good she is, even without even scoring, necessarily. Um, it just controls the entire game. It's And, and, and the fact that she like she's tough, <laughs> you know, she gets in your face. Uh, I really, really love that that kind of that mentality she has. And I just feel like uh, she just needs a lot more, um, you know, eyeballs on her.
0: She is incredible, man. She's just a baller, you know. You know those people, bro, who are just like, they just get it done, right? It's mm-hmm. just like they just know how. She's one of those players where it's just like, yo, she just is a baller. And when she wants it, she gets it. Like even you think about Now, she didn't have the best end to the series, um, and she definitely uh, was guarded well by Alicia Clark um, and, uh, and, and had a, you know, kind of a, a quiet finish the second half of the fourth quarter. But even then, when you think about, like, the, the three she did hit right before Sue went on her yeah. barrage, where it, Brianna Stewart hits this three to make it a four-point game, and Diana comes um, to make it a one-point game, with uh, Seattle trailing, Diana comes down and is like, oh yeah? And just like boom, sticks a, a right wing three with two defenders in her face like calmly off the dribble as she walks it up and it, it honestly it's, it's it's like Curry, right? Like watching her is, is like watching Steph in that like, I'm going to fire it from anywhere on the floor at any moment and just feel like I can and I, I'm a killer. And But she has sort of the attitude and mentality of like a Jordan where she's going to You know, she is just going to she wants to she wants to kill you out on that floor. That's what she wants to do. Um, And she she loves the big shot. She loves the big moment. The end of that game, too, where you saw her just, you know, taking these ridiculous shots, man. The way she moves on the floor, the shots she can get off. She's just she she is a special, special assassin on the floor.
1: Yeah. And I I like what the the Sue Bird storyline in this uh, series as well was pretty intriguing because, I I mean, I I think most people would probably acknowledge that Seattle probably takes game four if she doesn't get knocked out by her teammate. uh, Right. Uh, And the nose. Yeah. Right, yeah, like it seemed exactly. like that—that's obviously the point where it fell apart for them because she's such a—I mean, I, listen—you take a, a starter off of any team, they're going to suffer. You know, the rotations all get screwy, whatever. But uh, it, that—it definitely felt like that happened, and then, but so she comes back, and so my favorite part about this, which I don't even think I really realized until the, just the, today, going through it again was she? there's a scramble for a loose ball. They don't call foul in favor of Sue Bird, and she's really upset, right? She feels like she got hit in the in the face mask. She's, she's now wearing a face mask because of the, the thing from game four. This is game five. And that is when she starts to go off after that moment and hits, was it like, was it four straight jumpers? She So before
0: that, she had, yeah, she had hit a couple, uh. and then she hit, I believe it was, I think she hit then three straight after that. Right. So she had started to get going, then that happened, and it was, like, high octane after that. Love like, it. after that was when she took those two ridiculously deep ones where it was just like, oh, okay, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure nothing – I'm going to make sure we're not going home tonight, period. Oh, yeah.
1: And you you, you know? got to love it and because – isn't that always how that seems to happen? Where something like that happens, she's really fiery, and the next thing you know, bam, she's open for the shot and just just nailed it deep. Uh, by the way, yeah. off the hop, I want to make sure people recognize that she's a really great hop shooter with perfect rhythm. Uh, another person I want to get on the court with and uh, and go over that because that's is there are are there any is there anybody better than her from behind the line? I don't think so,
0: and you know, like she. I mean, she was third in the league in three-point percentage this year. And what's so interesting about you mentioning her form, Nick, is that if you listen to her post-game interview, she actually credits Brianna Stewart with – because at one point, Sue missed five straight threes in this game. Mm-hmm. And Brianna Stewart told her – and she missed eight straight shots overall. And, and Stewart told her, hey, use your legs. And – uh And Sue was like, oh, because she kept falling short on them, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering a little bit, she's wearing a mask. Is there a vision issue? This is such a good shooter. Why is she missing? So it was use use your legs. And she started using her legs again with that hop and uh, obviously started getting the results right after. But, you know, she the, the thing that Rebecca Lobo, who's such an outstanding analyst, pointed out that I think is such a great point for what was going on there is Sue was doing all of that with Brianna Stewart on her and Brianna Stewart is an absolute, I mean, excuse me, Sue was doing all that with Breon January on her mm-hmm. and Breon January is a fantastic defender six times on the all defensive team. Pesky fights over screens. We'll take on your switch. You know, we'll muscle up someone bigger. It's a black belt um, and is really hard to move and could be really difficult for, you know, somebody of Sue's age as well. And Sue just scored all those points with January, who was the one defending her. You could just tell it was like, no, I'm not letting us go home tonight. And I know Sue felt like in game four, they had them. And they were in position to win that series. And there was like a definite like, oh, man, did we miss our chance type feeling once she broke her nose. So I think she was going to make damn certain that they didn't miss their chance in game five.
1: That's right, and you never want to miss your chance when it's in your grasp. And I'm giving you a chance at the best shave you'll ever get with Harry's razors. Let me put it this way, when your wife and daughter constantly steal your Harry's razors for their legs, you know it's a great shave. And I've tried a lot of different razors. The balance of the handle, the sharp, durable steel made from a 95-year-old Precision Blade factory in Germany. And the Rich Shave Gel make for a truly great shaving experience. And by selling it online, Harry's can offer their blades at a much lower cost than the leading brand. Best of all, you can get their trial set by simply heading over to harrys.com slash coachnick, a $13 value that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. So redeem your trial set now by visiting slash coach Nick and tell Harry that I sent you. Now here's the thing you mentioned when you first started and you weren't really sure uh, what the play was going to be like in WNBA and, and I could, and I, I recognize that a lot of people say that and then when they start to watch, they realize oh, this is serious basketball. but I do I want to say that you know I've gone to a few games throughout those la- last five or six years. The one thing that really kind of drive me, drove me crazy was that um, the way it was coached, uh, the, the three-point mm. line w- hadn't been embraced. It seems like in the last, at least this year, for sure, we're now seeing 20, 3 twenty-five three-pointer, att- three-point attempts per game, and really opening it up instead of doing the typical like pound it inside, uh, you know, get the mid-range shot. And so I, I feel like the WNBA was a little bit behind for a while. But without question, if you're going to look at the teams that made the semifinals and now the finals, these, I mean, I don't think that there's, it's, um, it's a coincidence that these are the two of the top three, three point shooting teams in the league that made the finals.
0: That is an excellent point, man. And you are a hundred percent, right. I, um, I definitely 100% agree with you. Um, (laughs) And I, I felt that I felt the same exact thing. I was like, you know, why haven't they started shooting more threes? And I can remember even having that conversation with Cheryl Reeve a couple of years ago because she is an outstanding coach. And um, and I believe could coach on any level anywhere. And I was talking to her about that. I'm like, you know, it's weird. You guys don't shoot a lot of threes in this league. And she was like, you're right. She was like, for my group, I think it's more our personnel and who we have at this moment. Um, because also, at the time, they had brunson at the four and you know what they ended up doing Teach him brunson how to shoot three you know but that all happened just in these last two years to your point um and the first guy who really made an emphasis of like hey i want to make sure we're getting all these attempts from three is mike tebow when he took over washington and he was like you know we 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 need to start adjusting or or copying the pro game and he talked about it he's like we're usually like a couple of years behind in this league trend-wise with that stuff, and it's time to hop on that train. And so they did. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's worked out for Washington. And Seattle with Jenny Busek, who was the former head coach who really designed the offense that they still use, You know, she started to hop on that too. And thus, we have the situation that we have now where you're right. It's no coincidence that these are the teams that are going to play in the finals, teams that have embraced the three-point line the way that the NBA has over the last you know, seven years or so, now the W has started to the last two or three years.
1: For sure. And, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, I, I went to a Sparks game earlier this year. Uh, they played Atlanta. And um, it was frustrating because, again, like the Sparks lost the game. And, you know, to me, the women, they, they don't elevate to the rim level, right? I mean, I'm not saying anything controversial mm-hmm. here. Um No, 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 it's it's a below-the-rim game. Yeah, and as a result, when a defender comes over, puts their hand straight up, you know, and they're they're not going to foul, but they're going to be put straight up, that's a pretty tough deterrent for anybody shooting closer to the basket or even trying to post up. And I'm sitting there saying, gosh, why aren't they working outside in? And even that they weren't doing it as much. And as a result, you know, the Sparks weren't did not take – they were middle of the pack to the bottom as far as three-point attempts per game. And it was like just open the floor up, stop shooting the, you know, pound it inside, which, you know, there were – by the way, there are some male coaches out there from a certain era older than you and I who, you know, that's what they say, pound it inside, work it inside then out. And it was like – um, you know, it seemed clear to me for a long time, yeah, open this thing up, let them get more pick and roll, let them, you know, collapse the defense and kick out for threes. Um, you know, it's just, it's the reason why, you know, Phoenix was down in game four, right? It feels like the reason why they came back was they finally just spread it and started nailing some threes. A hundred
0: percent. Absolutely. They, you know, that, and, and and I do think it's now much more of an answer for these teams, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 spread it out and, and start taking, you know, more three-point attempts. Like, in the past, you know, I mean, pick and, just like the NBA, there's way more pick-and-roll now. They, you know, there's way more emphasis on having at least four shooters on the floor at all times, and, and there's way more threes being taken and being made. Like, I if you just look at, you know, the league leaders over the last couple of years, you see the percentages significantly going up. You know, this year, there were – three or four players who shot it at 45% or better from three. I can remember a few years ago where it was like, if you shot 38% from three, you were going to be in that top five, you know? Um, And so it's not only, you know, not only has the amount increased, but the efficiency has increased as well.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's preview the finals a little bit here cuz I want to know, you know, what we have in store for us. I mean, you know, the, the, again, there's a lot of talent out there on the on the floor in the finals. Who is the best player on the floor when these when these guys meet?
0: You know, I think if Elena Deladon is totally healthy, I think we'd still have to say she is. Um, but I think that is only because Brianna Stewart is just doing this for the first time, right? Like, yes, Sue Bird was the hero of game five with her absolutely epic final six minutes of that game. But Brianna Stewart was tremendous playing in that game. You know, her first conference semifinals or or playoff semifinals. And she put up 28 in that game five. And I remember talking to her before the game and her just talking about how confident she was. And feeling like she's built for these moments. Even though she's a very sweet, you know, young woman, she's obviously got that killer instinct in her. That's why all she's done is win you know, throughout her career. So I would say I'll defer to Della Don if she's healthy, based on who she's been <coughs> in this league. Um, but understanding that Brianna Stewart is Probably going to be that player for a long time to come, and the, the only reason we may not be saying it yet is just because it hasn't happened yet, and we may be saying it as soon as the series is over.
1: For sure, and Brianna Stewart, I mean, in case people haven't, you know, are familiar with her game, you know, it's just uh, just tremendous from all over the floor, and you know, her post game, both hands um, is 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 so impressive to me. It's just like just basically an unstoppable force down there. I think is that is that overstating it or? No, it's not. It's not
0: overstating it at all. You're 100% right. When you when you watch her, both hands, uh, you know, can can, sh- can shoot a three off the dribble. Can catch and shoot a three. Um, you know, she can she can operate. Um, you know, stagnantly in the post. She can operate off movement in the post. Um, she can handle. Uh, she there really isn't anything she can't do. Um, and I think it just took her a little bit. You know, a year or two. I mean, she was still being a productive player, but it took her a year or two just to fully understand the physicality of the professional game and uh, and and kind of get strong enough for it. And uh, and now she has, um, and um, and she is uh, she is a beast to deal with. Um, and so it's you know it's funny when players go through it for the first time, right? You always you never kind of look at them yet as like the you know the the player you're going to pick to certainly come through in that moment because you have to see them do it um but uh she's once she does it this time of year it's going to be a lot of oh well that team has brianna stewart so they're probably a good choice you know she's going to end up being the kind of player who is talked about in those greatest of all time conversations she just has a long way to go because she's early in her career
1: for sure. And it certainly has the pedigree from where she came from, the College of Connecticut and then beyond. So, uh, well, I'm looking forward to this. We have a game starts tomorrow, Friday night. Uh, it's in Seattle. Uh, Seattle has the home court advantage. So is that who you're going to pick if you had to pick somebody? You know what?
0: I, I won't pick just because I'm calling the series, man. But I would say this, like the atmosphere in Seattle has been sensational. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, so for all those NBA fans who are pining for a team there, like, this is more evidence why there needs to be one there. Because, I mean, it really is just a sensational atmosphere. Um, and, uh, and anybody who wants to feel the vibe of these playoffs and understand the energy behind them will get that by tuning in to, uh, to game one of these finals in Seattle.
1: Awesome. Well, Ryan, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and uh, promise me that you'll come back, you know, at the end of the month or early in October and we can, you know, we'll talk more basketball. We'll talk about that other league too. That's, you know, that second rate league that also plays basketball. 100%. I, uh,
0: I, I will look forward to doing that, my man. All I right, always great. am a fan of your work and, and what you guys do at P-Ball Breakdown.
1: Hey, I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks again for coming on and, and walking with me on your phone. And uh, don't forget, sports fans, at P-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You win. Are you in, Ryan? Yes, Always.